Welcome all to Kingdom Life Church VA Podcast. At KO, we endeavor to advance God's kingdom one life at a time. So, I pray that wherever you're listening from, that this will help you be encouraged. Here is this week's message. It's not my pre-Christ days or before Christ. My reminisce days is from 95 to present time. So I, I, I don't get to reminisce on things that happened before Christ. They don't bring me the same satisfaction. It doesn't bring me any joy. I get nothing out of it. But what about love songs? I don't need love. I, got, I listen to Jesus music. And it worked pretty well. We got three babies. <laughs> I didn't have to have Luther to get it on. Nor Keith Sweat. Nor her genuine. Are y'all listening to me today? <laughs> I'm just saying, because some of us can't let go of the old, and we make excuses while we hold on to it. I'm already in the message. <laughs> hey, y'all ready for this? Good to see my nephews in the house, man. Love y'all, brothers, man. Man of your word, man. Glory to God, man. Love y'all, man. Ah, yeah, praise God. Amen. So we're starting part two of um, If Not You Who. If Not You Who. Did you enjoy last week? Yeah. Oh, we got the newlyweds in the house too this morning. I think they've been married like two weeks. <laughs> Brand new couple, amen. So excited about you guys, amen. So uh, yeah, glad you guys back. Y'all look like y'all had a great time as well. Amen. And uh, now it's like back to business. <laughs> yeah, now we have to walk this thing out. The honeymoon is over. But look, but we stay on it. I always say we're still on our honeymoon. 25 years later, we're still honeymooning. I'm telling you, man, it's been a big honeymoon for us, boy. It's just been a big honeymoon. It's just been a big... <laughs> That's right. That's right. I don't supposed to talk about you yet. Okay. All right, so my objective in this series, my objective in this series is to encourage every believer, every born-again believer to become active in the ministry of reconciliation. This is the ministry that God has given each and every one of us. This is the ministry assignment for every born-again believer is the ministry of reconciliation. If you, don't, if you haven't noticed it, all mankind much of the majority of mankind is spiritually dead, spiritually dead. And that's what happened. We all were the walking dead. We were like zombies walking around. But then once we got the new birth, once we got saved, the new life appeared. And now we get to walk in a newness of life. So mankind is spiritually dead and they need a savior and they know it. But what's missing is the activation or the saints who have been commissioned, that means all of us who have been commissioned, amen, for this great big harvest. Jesus told the disciples, say, listen, he said, the harvest is plentiful. He said, but the laborers are few. There are few people that want to go out in this labor field. There's few people that want to go out, amen, and glean. You know, it's like, you know, I'm not a farmer, amen, but I've been, I work with a lot of farmers because of the industry that I'm in. And, you know, they have people called gleaners or gleaners who go to these fields, farming fields, and once the fruit is ready or the vegetable or whatever, they're there to pick it up. 
it's hard work being out in those fields, bringing everything in. But it's harvest time. If you don't get the harvest, they're going to die. And that's how it is in the world. The world, it's a big harvest out here, y'all. And if we don't go get them, amen, they're going to die. They're going to leave here and not know the Lord. And so it's our assignment, it's our obligation to go out into this harvest field so that we can rescue those who the adversary, our greatest opponent, our greatest enemy, Satan, is taking advantage of. He's taking advantage of our people, man. Not, no, not just, when I say our people, I'm talking about Christians, I'm talking about believers, I'm talking about mankind. He's taking advantage of our people. And we got to do something about it. We cannot sit idly by and let him have his way in people's lives. Coming in and out of households and marriages and children's lives and causing havoc when we have all the answers. Without salvation, man is destined to perish and be eternally separated from God. That's such a long time to live separated from a God who loves us. So, so, so much. Come on, let's look at Matthew, Matthew 28. This will be my foundational scripture for this series. Matthew 28, we're going to read verses 18 through 20. Verse 18, this is the amplified version. It says, if you had a Bible, your scriptures will be on the screen this morning. Amen, you can follow along with me. It said, Jesus came up and said to them, all authority, which means, uh, all, in parentheses, all power of absolute rule in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Skirt Jesus, the only Savior that's in the earth today. The Bible says God has given him all authority, all power of absolute rule in heaven, but not just in heaven, in the earth where we are. He has all authority and he has all power. How you doing? Good to see you, young lady. Amen. He has all authority and all power. Yes, you. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and so, you know, it's been given to me. All this authority and power has been given to him. He's talking to the disciples. Then this is what he says. He says, go, therefore, and make disciples. We're living in a time where we're trying to, you know, like church today is trying to find so many ways, different ways to reach the young people and to reach people in general. And, and I think sometimes, you know, we, we change up too much stuff. It's okay to change. See, God, is, God, God has given us, amen, the Bible, you know, now. He never tell us or told us how to get the job done. He doesn't tell us that we have to do it this way, we have to do it that way. But at the same time, we have to use the word of God to make sure that we're ministering to, to our children, ministering to youth, and ministering to adults, and we're, not, and we're careful to not water the word down. It's, it's like how we were raised. You know, if you, if you had a, if you had, I'm, I'm going to say like this, a mama or a daddy who was serious about discipline, you understand, you remember it. You're like, oh my goodness. You know, and so because you remember it as adults now, you remember, you know, sometimes what was administered to you, and I'm talking about our generation, you know, our parents, you know, it might have been a little borderline abuse, hey man, a little bit. Just a little bit. Hey, man, just a little bit. Look, you know, we're in the, you know, I mean, 
I, I know I'm saying it real. I know I'm talking real. So, then, so now that we're saved and we're born again, now we don't, we don't give our children the same measure that our parents gave us. Why? Because in this generation, we'd be in jail. In this generation, you know what I'm saying, we'd be on the news. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a little different, you know, but it's still discipline. We didn't just throw discipline away, and it's the same thing with the Word of God. Even though we change things around a little bit, we still need to make sure that discipline is being enacted or that we are, or we are doing that because we don't want people left behind. The Bible says foolishness is bound up in a child. And look, I, and I'm not just talking about little kids. Foolishness is bound up in, in a child, in, in, in those that are born again. The Bible says the rod of correction will drive it out. Correction, the Bible, that's one of the quotes it says that the Bible came to do. The Bible came to correct, to instruct, you know what I'm saying? So when we're using this tool as the word of God, we're going to administer discipline as well or correction to what? Drive foolishness out. So whenever, you, whenever it sounds like pastor has pulled out a, a, a belt or a switch <laughs> for, my, for the older saints, boy, the switch, you probably, I probably got hit with a switch like one time. You know what I'm saying? Now, you, you, know, you, you, you don't survive a switch licking. <laughs> Ain't nothing comparable to the switch. I don't think there's another instrument that's out here. <laughs> You get the switch, and you don't get switched with pants on. No, I, you know, we grew up, they said, no, we're not beating, we're not beating clothes. No, take your clothes off. Yeah, take your clothes off. Yeah, we got real spankings, I call them. Whippings, beatings, whatever you want to call it. Whatever you want. <laughs> but I appreciate everyone. I, I, I promise you today. I thank God for all the discipline and whatever it took. Because even with all that discipline, I still went out there. I was still hard-headed. I was still making all the wrong decisions. I was still making so many bad choices. I still didn't listen. So I was like, "Dad, maybe it won't enough. I thought it was pretty horrific myself. <laughs> but maybe it wasn't enough. Because stuff still need to be driven out of me. And I, and I often share this. Whatever, whatever doesn't get driven out you in the house, if you, don't, if, you don't, if you don't walk on the right track, the world will do, get the rest of it out. Oh, society will get the rest. The society will locate you. It's not that they're locating you. It's, it's your father who loves you, who allows certain things to drive you to the cross. He's trying to get you to the cross. Trying to get you to the cross, a place where you will humble yourself, a place where you will kneel down and cry out to him. If not you, who? Why am I going through this? Well, who you think should be? Who would you rather go through what you're going through? Because God allowed it, that means you can handle it. That means you can handle it. He knew you can handle it. Or he wouldn't have let you go through it. Again, go therefore and make disciples. So our assignment is to make disciples, is to grow up the church, is to have spiritual adults. The Bible said when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I behaved like a child. 
or when I became a man or when I became mature because my age doesn't call, it doesn't equal my maturity. When I became mature, then I put away childish things. I, I stopped playing games. I put the jack rocks down and, and the pom-poms. Hey, <laughs> that was, you know, my nickname. But, you know, I, I put down the games, amen, that would cause me to be led astray because I needed to be mature in the things of God and in this new life. So I'm doing things that, that mature people do now. I'm keeping my integrity. I'm keeping my character. My word is important today. I don't just say anything today because I, got, I have to stand behind my word. So our assignment is to make disciples. A disciple is a disciplined one. A disciple is a follower of a teacher who spreads the, the, um, the doctrine of the one that instructed them. So all of us who are disciples in Christ, we're, we're disciples. Well, disciples went out with Christ. No, they didn't. So then what should we be doing if he's telling the disciples to make disciples? Then after they left, what should we be doing? Should we stop making disciples? We should still be making disciples, not just trying to get a bunch of people to come to church. I'm not interested in a whole lot of people. You understand? Because it could be a bunch of devils. I ain't saying, no, not at kingdom life, but I'm just saying. You don't want to deal with a bunch of devils in the church. But if we don't get people saved and born again, they'll be ushering, singing, teaching, <laughs> and doing all kind of stuff and don't know the Lord. How do you know that, Pastor? Because we did it. In our earlier years of ministry, the first and second year of ministry, we, we realized that when we, when we were taking people through our little whatever we was doing at the time in the early ministry, we wasn't, we wasn't making sure they were saved. Do you know the Lord? They joined the church and we take them through our little orientation, new members orientation, and boom, they're on the wall serving. Don't even know Jesus. And then we wonder why certain things happen in the church. We got unbelievers mixing with believers in the church serving. Everybody think they're on the same level and in the same place, and we're not. Amen. I said this on last week. We have to settle some things. When I came into the kingdom, I was ready to serve my king. And a lot of people, they just come in. But they don't really understand why they're here. And so we, we, we make this thing about us and we, and we make God a sugar daddy. And, and, and it's all about what I can get from him. And so we come into the kingdom with a mindset of what I can extract from the king. And we treat him like one night stands and all that kind of stuff. And, it, and it's all about me. But it's not about the mission. It's not about the vision. It's not about why he called you into the kingdom in the first place. And now we run around like we got to do all this and make this happen and make that happen. And it got all this and we don't know what we're supposed to be doing. Well, I'm trying to help you this morning. You are called to the ministry of reconciliation. Every one of you who are born again, sitting here and watching online and going to hear us later on podcast, you are called to the ministry 
of reconciliation. I don't want to ask you here and online how many people you led to Christ this year so far. You led to Christ this year so far. Yeah, see, like, the air just got sucked out the room. So we are called to make disciples. No, I'm, I'm sharing this with all of us. This is an indictment against the church. It's an indictment against the church. Because though we, te- we teach prosperity and all that, we, we don't believe in a prosperity gospel, whatever that is. I don't know why people ask me, you know, about a prosperity gospel. There's no such thing as a prosperity gospel. It's only the gospel. Now, if your question is, do God want you broke or rich, my answer is rich. Come on, let's just sell it once and for all. The Bible says a, a, a poor man's wisdom is despised. How much would y'all listen to me if I came up here and every other tooth was missing? And, and then you walk past me out on the street somewhere and I, you know what I'm saying, I, and I smell like something that, that didn't take a bath in five, ten days or whatever. How would you be able to hear the gospel apart from the distraction of what I look like and what I smell like? No, there's one gospel and God is calling each of us to the ministry of reconciliation because there's so many people that need Jesus. They need him right now. We cannot put it off any longer. Now is the time to get your family members saved, to get your loved ones saved, to get your friends, your co-workers, your enemies. Now is the time. I feel like John the Baptist. Prepare the way. The Lord is soon to return. Repent. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Somebody got to cry out in this wilderness. So many going to be lost, y'all, if we don't get them saved and get their eyes open real quick. Praise God. Thank you, sir. That's me talking to me. Amen. Yeah. So so go there for and make disciples. I got a few more minutes because we about to of all nations, all nations. I told you last week, nations, ethnos, ethnicity, ethnicities. That's where we get the, that's a Greek word. That's where we get ethnic groups and ethnicities. All, that's where that word comes from. Ethnos, all nations. That's why the Bible said in the last days. Listen to this very closely, church. Lean in. Listen to me. The Bible says that nation, ethnos, is going to rise up against nation, ethnos ethnicities against ethnicities in the last days. Do you see what the adversary is doing? Racism is a joke. We're not going to focus on racism. Why? It's a plot by the enemy to cause the nations to rise up against one another. Why? We're in the Bible, y'all. I'm in this world, but I'm not of it. I got to step outside the world and look in it through the eyes and the lenses of the Bible to see what they're really doing. Let me see what the world is really trying to do. Why? Because the devil is the God of this world. Let me see what he's trying to do. He's trying to bring people groups and nations up against one another. And some of the churches just getting carried away with that foolishness and just getting sliding on in with them. Ah, Lord. 
Are there white supremacists? Probably so. Are there black supremacists? Probably so. Are there white people that hate black people? Yeah. Are there black people that hate white people? Yeah. But what does that got to do with us? That's their fight. That's their fight. That's not my fight. My fight is kingdom. My fight is saving your soul, black, yellow, green, red. I get my assignment from headquarters. I get my orders and my instructions from heaven, not from the earth. And boy, boy, God is raising up some bold pastors like myself who's going to speak the truth. <laughs> yeah, the truth of the word, not my truth, the word's truth. Why? Because I don't want you conflicted because you off your assignment. You're looking at the wrong stuff. I don't see nobody walking around with hoods on. I don't see nobody terrorizing the black community with crosses being burned. I don't see it. Tell me if it's real. Maybe happening, but is it something that we really need to pay attention to? I don't believe so. It's a distraction. We got to get on our assignment because our white brothers need Jesus. Our black brothers need Jesus. Our Asian brothers, our Latino brothers. Look, our gay brothers need Jesus. They need Jesus. Yeah. Transgenders need Jesus. Yeah, those that want to change. Now, if you're proud about your gayness, then you ain't serving the same God that I'm serving. But we all need Jesus to come on the other side so that Jesus can do the work that he needs to do in all of our lives. But what the world is saying is, oh, he's a bigot. He's a homophobe. He's a what? what? Man, y'all need to get out here with that craziness. Why? Because we love all people. That's foolishness. But if you believe the lie, you'll get carried away with that hypocrisy. You're chasing and fighting the wrong battles. God said, how many souls you led to me this year? How many people have you discipled this year? Well, but Black Lives Matter, we marched in parades. But how many people did you get saved, believer? Oh, well, um, what you doing? You're on the wrong assignment. You're on somebody else's mission. Let me read the mission of the kingdom again to believers. Believers, this is the mission of the, of the kingdom. If you're in the kingdom, I'm talking to you. If you're not in the kingdom, I am not talking to you online. I'm not talking to you because you won't understand what I'm saying because you're not in the kingdom. It's, this stuff is foolishness to the carnal mind. Say they can't understand the things of God. They're spiritually discerned. I don't expect you to understand. That's why they lash out because they don't understand. They don't have the spirit of God, so they cannot understand the things of God. Woo-wee. Verse 20. Let's just read. Oh, let me read verse 18 to 20 real quick. I got, I got a fear. Jesus came and said to them all, Dang. all authority, all power is getting real good too. I'm like, I, I would have take like 10 more minutes. But anyway, Jesus came up and said to them, all authority, all power of absolute rule in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. That's our assignment, saints. Doesn't matter your sex. Doesn't matter your gender. We're called to everyone breathing. Verse 20. Verse 20. 
Oh, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Help people. Oh, you can go back to 19. I didn't read all that. I'm sorry. You're right. Go uh, therefore and make disciples of all nations. Help the people to learn of me. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Help people learn of me. Who? Jesus. Help them believe in me. And look, but not just believe in me, help them to obey my words. Because Jesus said, if you love me, you'll do what? Keep my commandments. I can't say I love the Lord, but at the same time, I'm breaking all his rules. I'm breaking all his laws, but yet I love him. He said, no, teach them. Help them to learn of me, to believe in me, listen, and to obey me. I obey you, pastor. Right. Obey who? Me, the word of God. You follow the word of God, you're going to be in good shape, period. It says, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So some of us, we baptize based off Matthew 18. Amen. This, this verse in 19, baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Then in the book of Acts, where they said, once the people got saved, and then they said, baptizing them in the name of Jesus. But now in the church, we're going to fight about who to baptize them in. Because in Acts, amen, they said they were in Jesus. But Jesus told us, do it in the name of the Father. So why we, why we go fuss? How about just baptize them? Because nobody's being baptized because we're fussing about it. We fuss about how we should baptize them. Let's just get them baptized. <laughs> verse 20, verse 20, verse 20. Teaching them, teaching them, teaching them, teaching, the teaching ministry here, teaching them to observe everything that I have commanded. You talk to the disciples. Teach them to observe everything that I told you already, that I've commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always, remaining with you perpetually, regardless of circumstance, and on every occasion, even to the end of the age. You know what the end of the age is? The church age is coming to an end. You may have heard this before, but, you know, the church started about six, roughly about 6,000 years ago. See, the Bible says a day is a thousand years to the Lord. Years to God. What day are we in right now? In the sixth day. So what happened on the seventh day? Okay. So he went to the end of creation, finished it, and then went all the way back to the beginning and said, now Adam, be born. And we're in this timeline somewhere. So we're about, we're way up here somewhere. God getting ready to rest, y'all. And Jesus said it right there. He said, I'm going to be with you to the end of the age, the end of this. This church age is almost over, meaning that we don't have but a small window to get people in the kingdom. And when the church age ends, he comes back, rescues the church, and takes us away from here. And then the world and those who remain are left to deal with a devil who has 100% authority in the earth. He don't have it right now because Holy Spirit is in us in the earth. He can't do what he really wants to do. But when the Spirit of God leaves, let me just say it this way. You or nobody you love should be here when we are raptured out. He said the dead going to rise first. Those who went before us going to rise first, rise first in Christ. Then those that remain about us, they will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. When this end of this age comes, when it comes to a, a conclusion... He's going to rescue his church, those that are born again, those that are believers, not unbelievers, believers. That's why I'm saying get people saved. Because, and then there'll be one more opportunity to be saved after he, we've been raptured out, but you're going to have to die to get it. 
Because you're gonna have because the devil gonna run everything. They look. <laughs> you know what? I'm not gonna say nothing that's right here. I need to say this and then we're gonna we're gonna close it on down. Let me say this real quick. I don't know why the Lord got me saying all this stuff this morning. Dang. Let me say it in this way. I'm neither for the vaccine or against it. It doesn't matter whether I take it or not, whether I take it or I don't take it. All of it is an illusion, is setting a stage for a future event. The future event is the mark of the beast. The future event is the mark of the beast. So you're in a prophetic house too. So, so the future event is, a, is the mark of the beast. And so what's going to happen is, this is a, they're on test mode right now. So when they start mandating, which they probably will, well, they already started. When, I'm saying when it's mandated for everyone, and that's fine. I'm not against the vaccine. Take it. Listen to your doctor. Let you, you know, I don't believe that everybody should be forced to take it. I, believe, I just believe in freedom and everybody's rights. Like, I would never pour Jesus down your throat. No, you have to receive Jesus. He's a gentleman. He says, when I come at the door, I'm going to knock on it, and I'm going to look for you to let me in. Jesus ain't knocking his door on this, coming in your life, interrupting your life, and doing what he want to do. Why? Because he's a perfect God. He's a gentleman. We're gentlemen in the body of Christ. So we're not going to force you to do or to receive anything. So because I'm in the kingdom and I associate with headquarters, I'm ambassador for Christ. I'm not from here. I operate from heaven. I operate from heaven's instructions, not the world. So that's fine. I'm not a, listen, this hear what I'm saying. Get it? That's fine if you want it. But don't you dare try to make somebody else get it. Now you're wrong. Because you won't push Jesus like that. Don't push the vaccine like that. You don't push Jesus, you don't qualify to push a vaccine. Push Jesus, then I feel like, okay, they're not being a hypocrite, and they're pushing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but don't you dare try to push no vaccine, and you ain't pushing Jesus. So there's going to come a day in Revelation chapter 13, it says you're going to need to be able to buy, to sell. This is what it sounds like. Matter of fact, a CNN host, I ain't going to say his name, I could, he, he was already out there, he said it, he did it, but he said that we should stop giving them, letting people go to the grocery store, we should stop letting them get gas, we should, we should stop them from going to movies. He said that if they don't get the vaccine, they shouldn't be able to do anything. This is what he said. Y'all saw it on my story, I quoted him, I said, wow, he must have been reading the Bible. I'm not saying this is the mark of the beast, the vaccine is not the mark. Because the mark, you're going to know. Ooh, you're going to know because to get the mark, you're going to have to denounce the Lord. You're going to have to denounce the Lord. You don't denounce the Lord, you die. That's the only way to get to heaven after the rapture. You don't denounce the Lord. If you, if you happen to be here once the church is gone, at the end of the age, you happen to still be here, there's hope for you. See, we're recording all this for the people that's going to be left behind. That's why I still do CDs, because you're going to find these CDs somewhere. Yes, y'all hear me online? Just know there'll be CDs left at M3 Church. There'll be all, we got them at the resource. We're going to have them. We're going to keep, we're going to never stop recording. You hear me, Real Resource Center? We're going we gonna to record till Jesus come. I don't care how much technology change. We're going to keep recording, because somebody one day, 
going to need to go back and, get, and be able to listen to these words and these messages because that's all they're going to have. Bibles will be illegal. It will be illegal. So I'm come to warn you today that there's going to come a time. But Jesus said he's going to be with us to the end of this church age. My question to those that are under the sound of my voice today, the Bible says if he's knocking on your door of your heart, will you answer him today? Don't put off your salvation to tomorrow. Don't put off. Listen, this is just a decision. Nothing strange or spooky is going to happen, but you have to first make a decision that you want to be with the Lord. You want to be with the Lord. So many people rush to get out of church and don't want to be in church and don't want to be in Bible study, but yet they believe when they die, they're going to be in heaven. They're They're going to spend time with the church that they don't want to be a part of right now. Lord, please help. Help us wake people up. How they don't want to be with church right now, but then... If the Holy Spirit has convicted or inspired you to join or reach out to us through today's message, then email us at kingdomlifechurchva at gmail.com. If you would like to give towards this ministry or find out more, check out our website, which is kingdomlifeva.com, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at kingdomlifeva. Thank you for listening, and be sure to subscribe so you can hear more messages like this.